gathered here on the universe at this time, this particular time, to listen to the 36 black notes of the piano. There's 36 black notes and 52 white notes. We don't mean to eliminate nothing, but we're going to just hear the black notes at this time, if you don't mind. You're listening to Black Girl from Eugene with Aisha. Good morning, Eugene. Saisha, I am here this morning. I'm here with my guest, Marcus, better known as M5. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. Right on. I'm going to just go ahead and take a moment to read his bio. And then we're going to get started into the show because now, like I said before, we're we're not. I, actually, I'm still going to take my hour. Just sorry, yeah. you know, but not sorry at all. <laughs> all right, so let me go ahead and do this. M Five is a songwriter, rap artist, and spoken word poet who is raised outside of Savannah, Georgia, and currently residing on the West Coast. Before entering his music career, M Five served in the U.S. Army and enduring three combat tours. He was he has performed his music poetry in multiple venues and events including Oregon's Country Fair, Music Festival, Matthew Knight Arena, Whitaker Block Party, Lane Community College, Bam Slam, the annual Eugene Mardi Gras event, Overflow Hip Hop Showcase, Love You Madly series held by NAACP Eugene Springfield Oregon Unit 1119, and placed consecutive years at the Eugene Poetry Slam at Tsunami Books. M5 also performs music with music group Not Applicable. M5's music and visuals can be found uh, at, let's say, m5vibe.com. But, you know, that's M5 spelled out, M-F-I-V-E-I-B-E.com. And we're going to get all the way into your YouTube, Instagram, Facebook um, uh, several different times. So Mm -hmm. you can find him on YouTube, um, and you can find him on Instagram, Instagram Instagram.com, forward slash mindful Marcus. And then we've got Facebook, which is also um, facebook.com forward slash M five vibe. And then uh, forward slash, how are you doing? That's a lot. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. <laughs> it's so a just lot. like, it's here in my bio read back to me. I was like, ah, do I need to re re vamp that or something? No, it looks good. It's I good. It's I good. know. <laughs> I'm just, you know, self-critical. So. I know. We all are. We are, That's why I'm sitting here like, we can't start until this is right. You know, and here we are, like, 11, 10, like, now we're going to start it. I, I'm critical. It's the yeah. same thing. So today, y'all, we're going to talk, uh, it's, I had a hard time trying to, like, cap, like, actually stick, figure out and, like, organize what this was that we were talking about. We talked a couple different times, mm-hmm. and um, it's, there is mental health. There is, like, I feel like it's a journey to freedom. And obviously, we're both, like, still on it, you know, and it's a work in progress always. But I felt like from, by the way that you discovered your music and moving forward, um, just through all of the the drama, trauma, you know, and self-realization, then you, like, found a way to create a way to help yourself because you really couldn't find it out excuse me, outside of that within the system. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just talk about a journey today, you know, a journey to your music, um, a journey through PTSD, a journey through the the coming back into civilization, you know, outside of the military world and then finding, finding your feet, Mm -hmm. which we both know is like always not solid. It's like always a journey, right? It's never, is it? And I don't know what these next 20 years have, but yeah, yeah, but I was like, man, let's, 
Let me get one easy year. One easy year. <laughs> Man, you're thinking 20 years in advance. I'm thinking like <laughs> August. <You know? laughs> so, all right. So here we have... Um, so basically we had a conversation before and it was a, we were, like I said, it was so much to talk about. So yeah. the first thing I want to say is that you're actually not from the Pacific Northwest originally. Mm-mm. You pick well, and actually, chose. I was born in California. Right. Yeah. And then raised in Georgia uh-huh. for 16, 19, 16 years, you're saying? 16 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, from Georgia, you went off into the military? Right, right. Okay. So... When, now we were talking about it, and I was halfway joking. Like they call these tours. Like you're, you <laughs> took a tour. You were, you know, uh, to you said Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, it was uh, Iraq once and uh, Afghanistan twice. Afghanistan twice. Mm-hmm. So uh, how long is a tour? I'm air quoting uh, that. <laughs> it, it, could, it could depend on the unit and, and what you are going there for. N- normally, it's a year, and sometimes when they're doing the surge, it was uh, a year, and it could be up to fifteen months. Uh, so you don't even know. Like, are you? Th- uh, do they tell you, like, you're going to be there a year, or they say you're going to be there 15 months, and or they just spring it on you? Normally, it's a year. Uh, when the surge was happening, I don't believe the surge is, they're, they're still surging right now, but mm-hmm. when the surge was happening, when they were actually, like, just pumping troops into the Middle East, uh, that's when we're doing the, the 12 to 15 months. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So while you were in um, Afghanistan, you said you were in the military. Besides those three tours, you got to travel all over the world. Yeah. Where'd you go? Ah. Uh, because <laughs> I'm jealous. I want all the details. <laughs> Bad. Uh, well, of course, like just being in Germany, you're surrounded by France. You're surrounded by, you know, Italy. You got the uh, Eastern European countries. You got England. You got uh, Spain. Right. You have all these countries. So we went to try to do them all. Right. Know? But so you were stationed in Germany, though. Right, right. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, while you were stationed there, then you got to travel all to the surrounding European countries? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. see. And so, okay. So how long did you get to do that? I was there for I think two two and a half years I believe and uh, uh, of course when you first get there like you know I'm just a country boy <laughs> coming from yeah, Georgia coming from Georgia so <laughs> as soon as I flew into Germany I'm like whoa like my eyes were like pff, huge and uh, I think the first thing the first culture shock I got was right off the plane because I got off the plane and was taking the bus to the base and I look up at this billboard and it was like uh, something about black music and it had like a, per- a black person on the on the billboard i'm like black music what is black music i didn't know what black music was because and if uh, in europe it's maybe like hip-hop and r&b but they call uh-huh. it black music oh but, really yeah, they but, don't actually like say hip-hop and they say black music mm-hmm. interesting and it's hip-hop it's not like jazz it's not it's just hip-hop and r&b uh, i mean i could be that's what you yeah, yeah okay yeah, that's <laughs> i, I kind of got it after being there for a while i kind of understood when people said black music normally that meant Hip hop and R and B. Okay, so you saw this billboard, yeah, and and it <laughs> I was like, "Where am I at? What the hell is this place? Why are they calling it black music?" But uh, I just understanding the culture more. I really started understanding what they meant by it. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's interesting. So then you get out the bus, you see this, and you're and I've never been to Germany. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I want to do, like really bad, is I want to go over to Europe. And all people are always like, "Why?" Europe is like America tries to be Europe, like, and it just can't possibly the the culture that is surrounding Europe mm-hmm. makes Europe for for me uh, super intriguing. Mm-hmm. Just to see how like the basis of white culture versus, and then you have all of these other cultures like mixed in. Mm-hmm. Did you was that because you were on the military base? But was that something that you noticed when, while you were there? Did it kind of seep into what you were doing? As far ah uh, 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 what do you mean by as far as 
Um, like when I'm there, like in my imagination, because <laughs> that's where I have to go. Um, I'm imagining that if I'm in Germany, I may the folks that I'm seeing that aren't German are like uh, from the northern African countries, and mm-hmm. so I'm imagining as I'm walking down that I'm hearing different languages that may I may not have heard here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Food yeah. that I may not see because yeah. it's coming from like like different even uh, different countries and stuff like they that. Yeah, that food over there is so good. Like this there's this sandwich called a donut or donor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dona. Uh that was the club food after you left. Like, <laughs> that was the spot to eat like lines at these little carts because like it was just it was simple. It was just like maybe uh, goat or beef or something like that, some kind of cheese, goat cheese or something and, and <laughs> you like I was wasn't just, even asking details. Uh, it was just uh, good. Yeah, it was good. It's too good. <laughs> but yeah, like us uh, so, uh, I look at Europe, at least Germany, as like almost like a melting pot, just like America is. Because you know, over here we have you know black, white, uh, Hispanic, Asian, um, and over there it's almost like that. But they have you know African, they have uh, Middle Eastern, they have um, uh, Scandinavian. It's just a different melting pot. Right, it's different, different mix. Of pe- yeah, 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 I see. So okay, so while you were there, um, you decided. I guess how did you end your military? career did you i mean mm-hmm. you were discharged you decided that this is i'm good with this oh, i'm out shit. like <laughs> i was ready after two years you right? know what I'm <laughs> i was ready after two years to be out but uh, a recruiter talks a good game you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so uh he he offered me like uh i was gonna get out he's like man just humor me he's like if there's anything you want just tell me if i get it for you and you still want to get out get out i'm like okay whatever he ain't gonna right. get it. so I was like give me another country give me an- another country to go to i'll stay in and he's like, he came back a week later. It's like, hey, man, I got Italy. I'm like, oh, oh. Bro. I, I was like, do I want I was like, I can't say no to Italy. He's like, when's the next time I'm going to be able to live mm-hmm. in another country like that? No, not, not on my dime. And I took it. Took it. Yep. And as soon as I got the airplane, they let me know that I was deploying a month later. I was like, oh, they got me. Oh, they got me. Dang, <laughs> they, really? Yeah, yeah. You had a month in Italy before you had to be deployed out? Yep. And then uh, we had to sneak off base, actually, because they sent us up to Germany to train for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, they had us on lockdown, so we're not supposed to leave the base. So I'm like, look, if y'all sent me to Italy just to deploy, I'm going to see at least see Venice you know, right, right. before I die. So we snuck off the base, went to see Venice. We got back so late and so drunk. And <laughs> so drunk. And then I was like, all right. I packed what I could in my drunken state. I woke up. And it was like past the time that we were supposed to meet for formation to move. And mm-hmm. if you miss movement, that's a major, um, that's just a major, I guess I call it violation. I don't know what to call it, but yeah. it's a major deal missing mm-hmm. movement. And I was like, oh, God. I like branded this unit. Like I'm, I'm about to get fried. I ran outside, get, I ran outside and I realized that everybody's still scattered and they, they started late. Oh, so okay. Like, ran back to my room, cleaned it real quick, packed my stuff. And nobody even knew. Nobody, nobody, and saved. That's awesome. So now, okay. So when you're in the military, I can imagine, and this, like I said, it's all in my imagination. I'm mm-hmm. always thinking about black men in the military and mm-hmm. feeling like, um, what is that? What is that? What is that like experience with mm-hmm. you being? Because because I'm looking looking at your journey. Um, coming back to the Pacific Northwest being like the, like we both said, like the whitest place. Mm-hmm. We both travel. I've traveled Central America and I've traveled, you know, down in the Caribbean um, mostly. I've never been to the Europe or the other mm-hmm. side of the, the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, but so 
that means that I've traveled mostly around brown countries. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. Um, but living up in Eugene, I think we both agreed this is probably one of the whitest places that we've seen mm-hmm. in all of our travels. And you've been to the white side, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. the European side of uh-huh. this world, right? So um, being a black man in the military, what was that experience? I mean, did you have... They always say that in the military you don't see color. Mm-hmm. Like you become this this blended everybody's, brotherhood. Everybody's green. Right. Yeah. Uh, my experience, of course, just just uh, getting in, of course, I, I met, uh, I lived in a mixed community growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just, I used to white, white black, Asian, Hispanic. Um, when I joined the military, honestly, and, and just being, and then just going up to, I mean, it's just, just what I've seen growing up. So yeah. I, honestly, I thought the whole United States was like this. I didn't think anything was really kind of quarantine, uh, not quarantine off, but like. Uh, kind of uh, like, yeah, in a way, like yeah, uh, isolated off or yeah. like, um, what's the word? Everybody, We're both like. <laughs> everybody's kind of like separate or or, yeah. or, or just there's no mix because that's what I saw growing up. I thought mm-hmm. like there's no way this place is too big. There's too many of us. There's too many of them for to us to be isolated. That That's what I saw growing up. Yeah. When I joined the military, uh, I actually met white guys that's like, yeah, I've never seen a black person in well, real life until I joined the military. And I thought they were lying to me because I'm like, there's no way. Like, you they, had to have they, some they, black they, people in your city. Wait, what year was this? When did you? Uh, this is 2003. 2003? And they've never seen a black person in person? Yeah. Because, you know, I guess if there's no black people in your city and you don't leave the city. No, yeah. yeah where were they? Do you know where they're from? I don't remember. It's, it was they're so from Eugene? <laughs> from Salem? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it, just, it was just it was astounding to me because I didn't believe it at first. But after I started seeing the world a little bit more and getting to know them, I started understanding like, oh, wow. Like, they were right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and um, just cultural differences definitely, especially when you first get in, we're all young mm-hmm. coming from where we're coming from. So cultural differences was a major thing that came up uh, a lot. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and and it was difficult, but the thing is, like, you see these people every single day. You're working with them. They're, they're working with us. Um, and I say one thing that, that really is sad to say, but one thing that really kind of brought us together was war. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 because you're, you're going through something traumatic together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we all wanted to make it home, so and we all worked, trained together, so, and it was almost like us versus them kind of right. out there. So um, you came back with a different appreciation for anybody you you were working with right right interesting so that i mean that's like it's it's kind of human nature in a way i mean if you're gonna the survival of the fittest and if you guys are meant to survive together then all the other societal Mm -hmm. you know ranks of who's what because of uh, skin color is gonna go out the window i mean that just makes sense so do you keep in touch with any of them uh a few Uh i have a few on facebook a few i keep a keep in contact with every once in a while a few uh, less fewer, uh, more so than than others, but uh, it's always out of everybody's always in reach, basically. So right, right. Reaches out, and um, yeah. So, so needless yeah. to say, you went through three tours in Afghanistan and Iraq. PTSD. I mean, like you and I discussed, mm-hmm. I I'm su- I suffer from PTSD, and it wasn't from the military. A, a lot of people suffer from PTSD mm-hmm. that they don't recognize that they're suffering from, um, and uh, being coming out of the of the military so you knew well you didn't know mm-hmm. the the story that was was that like going through those that trauma you come out and you don't realize that everyone else hasn't seen what you've seen or doesn't see you yeah, differently that's that's major that's major because when you come back yeah uh 
of course, we've all came from that same situation and we're still in a military kind of mindset because we're still in the military. So we're all filled on more to each other because we're all the same. Right, yeah. The same yeah. experience. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, getting out and then realizing, like, the way I function in the military is not going to... Uh, some things do work, but a lot of things are detrimental Right. Uh, coming into the civilian world. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really hard for me to understand. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was really confusing. And oh, it was it was a really, really bad time, really kind of uh, integrating back in. Right. And, yeah. I mean, I can... I. The only, I and, that, and it's not comparative, but, like, I can just recall when I was assaulted um, by the police here, and I had this horrible concussion, and, and um, I couldn't, I couldn't understand, like, why I, like, what I was thinking and what was happening wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was almost like I was behind myself, and I, and when I think about... It's a disso- uh, dissociation. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dis, but I, but I'm there. Like it's a, it's a hard to explain. So when I, yeah. when I think about coming back into the civilian world, just in my imagination of how it must have felt, is like that whole disconnect, like that kind of a, it's what a, was it? I mean, how can you explain that? It's a major disconnect. First of all, like when you take yourself out of civilization, like I guess modern civilization, uh, and you're in the desert for a year, and at the time, like internet wasn't too good so maybe every once in a while we got on like maybe once a week yeah but still like after being out there for a year and not really catching on to things when i came back everything was different like like it was like we were in a time capsule kind of right yeah so i came back it's like it's like what's everything felt like it was brand new if i that's when i realized life doesn't stop for anybody or anyone like it keeps going no matter what you're doing or what, yeah what you got going on so right that was a, a eye opener and um and uh, I forgot what I was going with. <laughs> and you were like, dang, I didn't want to think about that. Yeah. No, no, it, it's, it it's, does mess with your mind, though. Right, it does. Yeah. And, that, and that, that idea that, time, like you said, time is going by you and you wake up and, or wake up, you get back into this realization and you're like, what, what, what was my realization? What was my life and their life? And then trying to reconcile those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ended up being back home. Your family was like, all right, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong. You're, you're a little bit different. You're a little different, yeah. and you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, and friends, friends were more so like that uh, than than anything, because you know, of course, I, I probably hang up with my friends more. Yeah, just for the fact that I mean, that's just what I do. Right. And um, and of course, I didn't believe them. I'm like, because you're 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 yourself the whole time. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not different. What are you talking about? But, right. Uh, I, I was, and after I heard it so many times, I'm like, okay. There's probably some some truth behind this, mm-hmm. and um, like it, it it just I mean, but it's it's so complicated that every little thing kind of is kind of traumatic in its own respect. Because you even think about uh, coming back from war, and then the first thing I hear people arguing about is, uh, was it Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? I was like, hold oh, on, oh, so y'all send us out here, and this is what's all over the news right now is Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas. Like this is what and, this and, is the problem. Yeah, and that's why, like you know, what I'm saying that's why we're disgruntled. We come back, and I was like, "What? What are we doing this for? If if this is what the, these dumb focuses are, right. what are what people care about? Right, right, right. You know, but we're what as a society we're focusing on whether or not you say Merry Christmas and holiday, and actually having issues with that. Right, actually, like wanting to protest out of people over that. Uh, we get back so 
so angry you know it's, it's just and after you do it for a few times you're like it's 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 really deep it's really complicated because even the things that you go through out there and and the friends that you lose out there and and the blood sweat and tears and um you come back and you just you're just really and, and on top of that like you start seeing like all this uh these hate crimes going on on the states and i'm like hold up black man sitting out here to fight this war and i come back here and there's a war here right you know? against me yeah yeah right that that's heavy mm-hmm. um and that is where that's where my as a black woman i i'm always concerned about our black men being used in in any capacity um because i know the sacrifices that are being made here mm-hmm. and then to be it's it's like where where in the society is our value, and if you're gonna utilize our black men and our black women in any in any capacity that way, and then show no respect, right. you know, in your home where you're supposed to come home, lay your head down, and be like, I'm okay. But the truth of it is, is then the enemy has just changed, um, you know, periphery. It just it, it hasn't. It, it it's just a different uniform at at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a, it's one of those things that I think that like um, people. The problem that I have with with when we're living uh, in this kind of cracked society is that the perspectives we have such a, a, a this broad spectrum of perspe- perspectives. But I don't think that people quite understand that when Black folks are involved in these things, this is not something we put down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, you can't even come back from the military after doing all of that sacrifice, going through all of that pain, and then put it down. Because you, then you come here and you're carrying something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. No matter where you're going, there you are. And it, and <laughs> Right? I like that quote, actually. Yeah. Because it works for several <laughs> different things. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's very good on several yeah. different reasons, but then, but in terms of that, it's the same thing. It's like you black there, you black here. You, I mean, you know, you can't put that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now you're you've got you've got the diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're in Tennessee at this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, of course, um, if I can imagine, like when I had my, uh, when I, like I said, when I went through my trauma, they were throwing pills at me. Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Throw, I mean, I had a, just a, like, I mean, it was like a whole, like, desk full of right. pills. Right. Um, which I took some and didn't take others, you know, and some of them were making me feel like I didn't even recognize who I was anymore. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And it was like for the pain in my, my toe. And it's like, <laughs> and I can't spell my name. You know what I mean? Oh, it wasn't those. really worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, they, they, I came back and, of course, after I got the diagnosis. They was like, hey, take these pills. Without any questions asked, you know, I'm like, okay, they know what they're talking Without about. Without any questions asked, I mean, I figure like I don't know, like it's just I, I'm just going off of of these these experts, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're saying these pills work. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, you know, I'm popping these pills as prescribed, and um, I started getting these weird side effects. It's like every time I I yawned or stretched, like I felt like I was gonna pass out. Like I get this really shock through my body. Yeah, I get lightheaded, and I felt like I'm about to pass out, and um. After I kept taking these pills, and the longer I took these pills, the worse those symptoms got. Yeah, wow. And uh, I just decided to, uh, I went back to the doctors, like, hey, these pills give me some weird kind of side effects. It's like, hey, well, what about these pills? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm good. Not, yeah, I'm not trying any more pills, you know. So, uh, and I'm just smoking, just smoking weed, like, all day, every day. So you went to you went to marijuana. Now, do, when you decided to go to marijuana, mm-hmm. which, 
um, like here in Oregon, because so, we have listeners all over the world. Mm-hmm. Here in Oregon, it's legal. Yeah. Um, it's completely legal. But where you were uh, in Tennessee, mm-hmm. not legal. They're not legal at all. They're still <laughs> right. locking people up. They're still harassing people for it. Uh, and that itself has a lot of paranoia behind it that right. adds on to a lot of people's. Uh, and marijuana in or is medicinal. We mm-hmm. in Oregon, Colorado, Washington. We, I mean, there's there's so much there's so much backing behind um, marijuana being medicinal for PTSD for for a list like mm-hmm. just pages long of very serious uh, mental health conditions, mm-hmm. um, see, like even epilepsy, brain conditions. Oh yeah, uh, chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been proven and over and over and over again that marijuana is helpful right. for any of those things and without using all the the pharmaceutical um whatever it's just the, the side effects are hunger mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> munchies you know what i mean yeah. sleepiness um but it's like one of those things that and it's of course it's not for everybody it doesn't mm-hmm. work for everyone there's there's different side effects for marijuana too but i wanted to put that out there for people who aren't um mm-hmm. like as savvy as we are because gotcha. when you live in the pacific northwest <laughs> it's almost like a like you know how like if you live, I don't know. I know what you just about, you yeah. know this is what you know. Like you know like you're just like did you smoke it. a sativa or was that okay? And they're like people who look at you like what sativa indica? What are you talking about? And it's not because I smoke a lot and I don't. It's like because I live here and you know and you learn because this is like what we yeah. do. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there for people who aren't um, you know here in the Pacific Northwest and don't understand. That like you know we we have a higher understanding of how these things work CBDs you know chewables all these kind of things yeah. so anyway so I forget you, about that though yeah and and I worked at Jamaica Joe's for a little bit and shout even, out yeah shout, <laughs> out, yeah, shout out Jamaica Joe's they they really looked out for me um, they just working there for so long just picking up a, around these these bartenders that that knew a whole bunch of stuff about weed and you're just seeing it and listening to this all the time. I was I was gaining my knowledge up just through experience. Right. Yeah. And then I after a while I started forgetting that it's not basic knowledge. Even people that come into the shop sometimes it's like, oh I don't know the difference between sativa and indica. I'm looking at them like what? Like how do you like, know that? <laughs> but I had to I had to remember that maybe I wasn't so sweat, savvy at some time and right. and uh so yeah I have to keep that in the back of my mind that that so when um, I'm sure when you started smoking in Tennessee, you yeah. weren't savvy. You were just trying to get yeah, something to help help yeah. the help the. What was it helping you with? Uh, it was helping me with with. Uh, I didn't realize how uh, how strung up I was, how mm-hmm. tense, how paranoid. Yeah. How this it's just that uh, the anxiety. Just, yeah, anxiety. It mm-hmm. was just it was just a whole body and mind complete. Like it was just robot phase. Like, right. It really helped me chill the hell out. <laughs> no, no, okay. right. <laughs> it really helped me with my it really helped me with a lot of things I was going through at the time mm-hmm. and um and to the point where I was like I you know I reached out and wrote the congressman I wrote the congressman I wrote a couple of them actually it's like hey I'm a vet and that's how I I'm came, a vet yeah, yeah that's how I came on to this is because I was like man I, was, I couldn't find anything to help me so I, was, I typed in soldiers with PTSD and I kept seeing videos of soldiers like, yeah, did this, 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 this. Same steps I did because I just started smoking weed. I'm like, man, let me just go back to smoking weed because I smoked when I was younger. Yeah, but a different, I, I, different scenario. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. I didn't really understand like the, the whole medicinal factors of weed. Mm-hmm. So I just started doing what they said. Just, just hopped on, hopped on um, uh, personal stories, and and sure enough, a vet's talking about doing this. Mm-hmm. So okay, so when you did that. You, then you went ahead and, um, I mean, like you said, it's, like I said, it's illegal. So you're like, I got to get to a place where this yeah. is not. 
Yeah. I'm not watching my back double time because not only am I like, you know, already coming from this war zone, mm -hmm. then you've got police looking at you and then you're high and you're like, the paranoia does not. And I'm black too. So like, it's, it's one of those things where I have to super watch my back. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, when I was down there, I was like, man, I, I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm having paranoia issues about this. Um, uh, I wrote the congressman, nothing back. Um, Nothing back ever. Uh, well, actually, it was a. It's one of those blankets. Like, thanks for your concern. Yada yada. Right. It's one of those blanket things. The auto response came back. What's crazy about this is like as soon as you know how things get hot in the media. Mm -hmm. Um. So I didn't hear nothing for a few months, you know, and then I think Trump and, and Pence were were talking about weed again, and so that issue got hot. All of a sudden, I got a letter back from. I was like, oh, uh -huh. y'all wait, these issues get hot, and then you want to. That's like it is really blew my mind. Right. Like how how things work. It's politics, honestly. Like, right. So as. <laughs> so you're like, I'm not about to have this on my back when this is helping me in it's, Tennessee. I got to go somewhere where this is going to work. Being proactive. So right. I was like, you know, and the thing is, I was at uh, the VA. I just quit on the VA in Tennessee because I was just having, uh, I just kind of gave up on the therapy on the, on the whole pills trying to be shoved at me. I kind of gave up on it. I was like, I just need a new, I need a new start in a legal state, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so you chose Oregon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I so guess. you can't. You chose Oregon, mm -hmm. um, and you got here in, to Corvallis because you were going to school as well, yeah, right? Except to OSU, so mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, that was kind of uh, the military was paying for the schooling, so that was kind of a a like incentive, buffer. a buffer. Okay, yeah, it's kind of like a cushion. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so you ended up in Corvallis, mm -hmm. which is if not <laughs> don't know, is wider than Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Corvallis is a trip. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So but, yeah. yeah. I so, got the. Oh, no, go ahead. Go. Oh, I just got there, and, and of course everything's brand new to me. So I'm I, I'm wide eyed, I'm checking everything out, but still it was really isolating. I didn't know anybody there, and like you said, it's just one of the widest places I've ever been. There's really not a huge, especially when schools out. Yeah. Really not a huge black community in there. Uh, at least I didn't find it. You know. Right. 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 Um, and um, after being there for for. A couple months, or actually maybe a month or two, like actually like taking it all in. I'm like, okay, I think I've, I, I really, there's really nothing here for me. Mm -hmm. And so it really kind of reverted me back to going to isolation because I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't really know that to, to hang, to fit in and nothing really vibed with me really. Right. No connection. Yeah. So yeah. I just started going out to, to, um, parks every day, just, just kicking it by myself. And actually that was very very healing in a sense right right it's really healing uh, i found a lot of healing in isolation the, yeah. i hear that no that makes sense it's like one of those um it's almost necessary so mm -hmm. that you can hear yourself mm -hmm. but to be in a place like you said i think the timing in what you were saying for your healing it made sense right. that you didn't have the you didn't have the folks around you to support you but at that point in time mm -hmm. you kind of needed to hear yourself and so the isolation was actually helpful yeah. in that time Right. Oh yeah. And not having um, now for me, there's a point. There's a point in healing where it. I think for everyone, it's it's a little different. But there's grief, and then there's um, when you have this like idea of of loss, mm -hmm. and then you have this. You're trying to find yourself on the other side of that, right. your new self, because your old self doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's like you got to find this new side of yourself. That side is very, it's very quiet and lonely and, right. and right. So then you have to like sit in it and not be scared of the loneliness yeah. and it's the isolation part of it. But it's, um, 
it's necessary. It's helpful mm -hmm. when you don't have your, the outside people or even family or friend or anyone to actually be coming into your sphere. That when you can just have that quiet bubble. So you were able to find that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't know I was finding that because I, I didn't realize, you know, just everything, I, even up to this point, what I'm doing right now, I don't know exactly what I'm doing until maybe <laughs> a month later. You, right, know, right. you never know what you're really doing until you see a Hence month later. Hence the show. Kinda... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, okay, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Same thing with my music. I right. have no clue what I'm doing. I have no idea. I'm just doing it. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, yeah, and uh, I didn't realize like you know just you get comfortable with people that you're normally that you normally attract yourself to, mm -hmm. and who you are is what you attract. So just after not having that, I'm like, oh, no military, no no military folks around me, no uh, nobody like outside the military that I normally hang out with around me because this area it was really kind of hard to find that vibe. Right, right. It was just me. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, I guess we're getting into this. You know, yeah, so we're about to. <laughs> I didn't know I was like I said I didn't know what I was doing, but that's what was happening. Uh, looking back, and uh, it it really, you know, just isolation was great. I found myself at the yeah. same time. Isolation is insanity in a, in a sense. Right. You really start. You're able to take yourself. Well, you off have the world. a you have a certain point till till the <laughs> isolation goes. Okay, now I've been by myself too long. Yeah, that's why I don't believe in what's that uh, uh, solitary confinement. No, no, don't no. Believe it at all. That yeah 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 that that's like a. That's different than it's this, like though. Torture, like you, it's like mental torture. It's yeah. mental torture. Yeah. It is, actually. I mean, we're social beings, mm -hmm. you know? But this point of isolation is, like, to, to reset. that Not being forced into, like, you know, separation. Yeah. That You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a very mm -hmm. distinct difference. <laughs> well, this one, I was kind of... Uh, kind of almost forced myself in, in isolation. And I didn't know I was finding myself at the time. Right. But it was more of, like, I was just having all these issues. And, and I tried to, like... It's one of those things as a man, like pride gets in the way. So you yeah. you try not to uh, let it show. You, know mm -hmm. so you try not to, to be too open about it. And I realized how detrimental that was. That was that's really damaging. Mm -hmm. Really damaging. So um uh So that's when you started journaling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So this is the the journaling part where you're like, I can't hold this in. This is like damaging me too. And, and you had no one around you to connect with. So then you're like pinned to the paper mm -hmm. and you start journaling. Yeah. So in the journaling, this is where this is where it starts to get juicy. Er. <laughs> juicy er. Um, so, the, so you're just letting it out. Right. It's flowing. You're like books and books and books and pages and pages. Yeah. I uh, just started, started journaling and, and I was at the point of not wanting to be on this earth anymore. Right. And... I just like I just like let me just get all my thoughts out. Let me get all my thoughts out. Maybe they'll find these books, you know, after I leave. Mm -hmm. And I was writing all the stuff I write, and it's for months probably writing. And then I got kind of bored with writing my thoughts. I'm like, okay, let me just turn these thoughts into rhyme. So I just started reconfiguring a lot of the the, the journals I had into poetry. Mm -hmm. And a couple months after that, I showed a friend. Shout out Grace. Thank you. <laughs> You're Shout out to Grace. Of, yeah, you're probably saving my life. All right, but, uh, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I still think about her, and and she was the first person I showed uh, a piece to, and she's like, "Oh, this is good, great, Marcus." Like, I'm like what? So you really? showed you you took your journaling, made it into poetry, and then showed Grace. Yeah, and Grace was like, "This is what's up." Yeah, and nice. I showed this one piece, and she's like, "This is really good." I'm like, "Get get out of here!" It's like, "No, this is really good." So, uh, uh, my homegirl CJ too. Uh, and uh, I think my homeboy Dejan, I showed them pieces too, and mm -hmm. they all kind of confirmed it. I'm like, oh, 
Really? Like, I was like, maybe they're not being nice. Maybe they, they all started like to encourage you. Like, this is really, really good. Yeah. So I went to a, a open mic. There was just a random open mic I found. It's like, you know what? At least let me read some of this stuff so maybe people can hear it if I'm not on this earth. So that, but you know, that's super deep, though. Yeah. I'm not okay. Like, we're just we're just getting to know each other. Like, I didn't know you before this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to look at your astrology chart. Like, I know I know this is like totally random, but. I, <laughs> Because I'm into astrology. Because I'm thinking, like, you're making major moves that are very hard to do. And you're in this space in your mind, like, I don't even want to be on this earth anymore. And yet you are taking your most vulnerable information, your most vulnerable thoughts. And you're like, I'm just going to switch it up to um, to poetry. And then I'm going to share it with the world. I mean, the the level of vulnerability that that's, that's there, I'm just commending you. Because oh, that's like... That's it's super heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you got some Scorpio going on. Like I want to. Re- <laughs> That's a Virgo. That's what I, I, you got. Okay, we'll talk about it. We're gonna talk about this after. The, I'm sorry, <laughs> I digress. But anyway, okay, so now you're on stage yeah. and you are um uh you are spilling your heart. I'm spilling my heart out. <laughs> I'm spilling my heart out. And uh, first time I did it, it was at this uh, I think Bombs Away in Corvallis. So just it was an open open mic, and I did it. And people were like clapping, of course. People kept coming. He came up to like, "Yo, that was really good. That was really good." I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, "Oh wow!" Like, like people really love this. Yeah. What What am I doing? What is this? Like, what is this gift? And it was brand new to me. Right. Like, and from there, that was that was the moment. I was like, I need to come back to this place. I need to read some more of my stuff. Right. And see it. I think what got me to that point is like when you don't want to live anymore. Like, and then you're trying to live. Like, I think nothing really scares you anymore like you're not you're not you don't care anymore right you know and um and i think that was the whole point i had to get to that i had to get to the edge of the cliff and uh look down i think and just just see how far that fall is right and and you're either gonna fall you're either gonna fall or fly i take a parachute you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) jump off and take a parachute right yeah yeah Dang. Okay, so now you've got the fan club. They're like, they're like, we want to hear more mm-hmm. of your personal life. <laughs> At what point, as you're driving, uh, you're driving along, you're riding along, and you're realizing, um, I'm assuming, like, at mm-hmm. what point did you realize, you know what, I'm staying, and I'm gonna do this, mm-hmm. and this is what's what this is what's gonna take me to it's, the next. It was probably the 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 after that first time. At that first time, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, like. I need to come back to this place. And I came back and it was just more uh, affirmation that like, Oh, this is, I got something to this. And at this point it's like, maybe this is my gift. Maybe it just, I went through all these things to find this. Right. And I was like, where did this even come from? Why did it take this long? Right. Why did I have to go through everything I had to go through to, to find this. And, um, and I just kept going at it. And, and I thought I was going to be, I spoke more part. That's what I wanted to do. But like, how am I going to make money off of it? And and right. yada yada yada. So I was coming up with all these plans, but still kind of performing. Everything changed when I met uh, Rati and Jr. Yeah, yeah. So shout out, yeah, shout to out to them. Rati and Jr. Not applicable. Not applicable. <laughs> Some special folks. I want. Okay, well, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about right. Rati later. Yeah. Rati, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, read, I met up with uh, I met I moved to Eugene at the time because I think Portland was too busy because I was like where can I move I just got to this state I don't want to move out of state I have to change I change my ID card I have to change all these things over right. again yeah so I'm like where can I move so I thought about Portland 
Mm-hmm. Portland, this is a city. I was like, I know that my anxiety, my paranoia is going to be out there. Right. You need something I, smaller. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, Eugene was the opposite way. So I came down here and visited, and I'm like, this place is it's not too bad. And um, and decided to up and move. It was like a little bit after uh, the 4th of July. Right. 4th of July started triggering me. I was like, okay, I'm not happy, and I'm still getting triggered. I need to switch up my life. I need to find some kind of happiness. Some kind of happiness. Yeah. It, don't, it might get complete, but I need to find something to add on to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And that was to move. Mm-hmm. And I moved down here, and then I started getting involved with the NAACP. That's when I ran into JR. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, I do a spoken word, yada, yada, yada. He uh, gave him some info. He, the, the clean rati, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, she hit me back a week later. It's like, yeah, come through. Uh, we want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was it was magic. Like, we, after we, I think we, we had a, me- a meeting or two. I think the second meeting, we actually started writing. I think we were sharing stuff. And then the second we started writing, and I'm looking at Rati, like, man. She's a star. Like I'm sitting in front of a star right now. Right. Yeah. She's excellent. She's oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I was. They wanted me to do a spoken word piece on the on the on the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, on her music. But it ended up turning into me kind of just writing to the beat. And I was like, right. Oh, music is kind of what I want to do. And it was a rap. We started me and her and and him. It started collabing hard. We, yeah. We pumped out jams like really so quick the magic was just crazy with yeah this, like, instant yeah that's amazing so i mean the one thing i want to know as i'm listening to you talking it's like you and i'm always looking on the racial side i'm looking at mm-hmm. the, the 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 what we overcome what mm-hmm. we have to come through um how to to become more successful in, with what we're surrounded by right. and the fact that you connected with Rati um, and JR JR being an American black man mm-hmm. and Rati being from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. and here in America um, doing her music and then for you like we talked about the idea that you came to Eugene and you were trying to find community mm-hmm. and you were having a hard time even to the vets you you can't connect with the folks there yeah. trying to find other black men that you could connect with it, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's just hard to find. It's, it's really it was. That's why I went to to NAACP, right? Places I started with when I got here, and uh, and it linked me up with Jr. Arati, and I'm still looking for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and again, like I just with the vet that I uh, just being a vet and just seeing the things that I've seen, and, and I'm still to myself. Yeah, so I still keep to myself a lot. Right, right. And, um, well, self self care and present. You know what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But the fact that you could connect with Rati and you could connect with Jr. and create, mm. it was like you found. And th- shout out to NAACP because this is like the third person that I've met mm-hmm. um, that was like I didn't know where to go, so I went to the NAACP and they hooked me up with these people. And then I found I found my spot. I found yeah. my people. Yeah. You know shout what I mean? Yeah, um, it's a small and humble little NAACP, but. For, for black folks who are trying to make it here, it's a such an important spot to have connection to people who we can recognize ourselves in. And the fact that you, Rati had the music and you were like, it lit something up in you. And now here you are, M5. Like, how did M5 come about? Like, the, like I mean, where did, I, I mean, realize M has got to be about Marcus. Nope. And then, no? Nope. What? Look, I'm, I'm way <laughs> deeper than that. Come I know. On. Okay, my bad. My bad. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> No, it's like uh, when I was up at Corvallis, uh, every single night I used to I used to smoke uh, and just think. So like about midnight, I just go outside on the on the on the patio, just smoke, look up at the stars, and think, 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 think for months, for months, uh, trying to figure stuff out. 
And um, then I just, I was like, man, the stars are beautiful. And I started recognizing it, doing that for months and actually coming outside every night at the same time, kind of recognizing every single star that I normally see out. I'm like, hmm, let me start researching these things. Uh-huh. So I just put out my phone, the app, started looking at some of these things, started looking at constellations and I, and I found the Virgo constellation. Okay, Virgo, yeah, that's cool. And then it's like, how can I find this easier? I was like, well, I was looking for the stars around it. One of the brightest ones were, um, it was M5, Mazir 5. Ah. And it's a, and I started researching it. It's like Mazir 5? Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, Mazir. I've never <laughs> even heard of that. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just, just, and I, I, I liked it. I was really fascinated about this, this star cluster. And, um, and it was like a, a guiding light. It kind of guiding light to help me find the Virgo constellation. Right. So, and then when I started doing this, I was like, who would I want to be? I do want to be a guiding light. I do want to help other people, inspire other people, because people inspired me to, 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 to be here and, and be alive. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a major, I can't even, and there's people, some people I can't even touch. Some, some of these people were just on the internet. Right, right. And just to even send them an email saying, thank you, never hear nothing back. I don't care. But the thing is, this person saved my life. Yeah, yeah. Part of it. So, right. So, that's huge to me. So I wanted to make sure that I do that with somebody else. So that's the, that's a, probably the best gift you can give somebody. That's a beautiful connection to your name. Now I feel silly for thinking Marcus Five. Oh, yeah, you're not but, the one. <laughs> but Five is a beautiful. That's a beautiful story. I mean, because that's so meaningful, and the fact that your music, the words that you're using, being so deeply personal with your journey from from where you have been to where you are now, it's like um, for the. For the star to be that guiding light, and and not even under, people not even understanding that when they're saying that they're actually bringing that in, listening to your music, it's mm. all very, very thoughtful and connected. I love it. <laughs> I'm into yeah. it. It's, it's, that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It's your fight. Oh, okay, now I love that. All right, so now you've been um, you've been rapping, you've been doing your music for what two, three years? About two years, yeah. Okay. Spoken word, one year. Then I think I got music two years ago so this the story and the and the the fact that your music is like so deeply personal mm-hmm. um i i asked you like i'm like how do you feel it falling on the, the the audience's ears when they're not um i mean like okay so i my my question comes from the from a past guest who mm-hmm. was like there, it, some of the, the pain that we carry around as black folks, um, white folks just can't, they just can't understand. Yeah. They want to hear it. They love the music. Mm-hmm. And so you're dropping this stuff onto these folks and the, the whole, you're so appreciative. The whole crowd is there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hundreds of people. They're all white. Mm-hmm. And you're saying some very deeply personal things that are about a black journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my last guest who spoke about that, there, there was sometimes there were pieces for her that, mm-hmm. that it was painful to be doing that. And sometimes it was very liberating for her to be doing it. Just depending on where she was when she was doing it, but figuring that your the words that you're using have such a broad stroke of of um, self realization, self pain, uh, journey. I mean, you know, uh, all of that that's encompassing that. Now I, I can imagine that being a black man, I know you know we don't drop like i said earlier we don't put that down mm-hmm. so it's got to be mixed into the, to everything and all the pain and all the things that you're saying i mean it's, right. it is who you are right. so when you're saying these words um are you thinking about how it lands on folks ears or are you just being liberated by letting it out yeah i'm just being liberated by letting it out it's, it's, it's everybody has the truth you know and this is my truth this is my story mm-hmm. and so it's like it's if people can get mad at it or be affected by it or uh, love it but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because this is my truth. And mm-hmm. if I can make it sound good too, good, all good. Like say, 
one of my favorite tracks. Like I, I thought this was the one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it is watching you. And that's a deeply personal thing about my experience as a black man throughout my life. And, and, and just some personal stuff that I went through. That's like, that's messed up. That's, it's really, it's really messed up. It's one of my favorite tracks. And, um, you mean the things that you say in the lyrics are it's messed up, but it's one of your favorite tracks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh-huh. it's just just being followed in the store, just uh, being a, assuming I was a gang member. Uh, uh, um, let's see, uh, what else? Uh, t- just go through your <laughs> day yesterday. Look at- <laughs> no. Oh man! No. Like, when I first moved here, yeah, I was gonna tell y'all a story. When I first moved here, two weeks. I think I, I told you about this, but mm-hmm. two weeks in to me moving here. Keep it low-key. I don't know nobody. Just stay, just stay cool, low-key. Whatever, whatever. Uh, I'm taking the trash out at nighttime. And I got my flashlight out because you know, I'm still new to the area, so I can't really see. And I'm taking the trash out, throw the trash in the trash can. Walking back, all of a sudden I hear, hey. I'm like, that didn't sound like a friendly hey. <laughs> that that, that like wasn't my homeboy. hateful, <laughs> what are you doing here, boy, hey. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Right. And I turned around. I was like, oh. oh. I was about to curse my bad. But I was like. Ah, oh, like what? How am I gonna get out of this? I know this is about to be bad. Right. So I turn back around. He's like, "Man, you've been going through my yard." I'm like, "Nah, bro. Like, I haven't." He's like, "Somebody's been going through my yard." I'm like, why me? Like, I'm just, like, right, right. Like, leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, "Bro, look, I'm a vet. I just got here, man. I got my own issues that I'm trying to deal with. That, that's it. I'm just taking the trash out." And then I think that I signed the vet card. Pull that vet card out. Boom. He's like, oh, you know, he wants to shake my hand after that. And I was really weary at first. I'm like, is this a trick? Is right, he, right, right. To stick me or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. His hand. But no, it was, it was all love. And, and, you know, he walked off. And I was like, where am I? Where, right. <laughs> where am I? I was like, oh. So I just, that, that really shook me when I first got here. Right, right. It's like a reality check of mm-hmm. like where you're at, where you landed. I mean, um, you know, there's so much, there's so much to unpack with all of this. Just thinking about like, um, you're walking down, you're, you're walking down the street. What's going through your head? What's, what's, what it took for you to be out here, Mm -hmm. what it took for you to be walking down the street, feeling okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're feeling okay while you're walking down the street, because that's not necessarily a given either. You know what I mean? Um, but that this outlet you're saying has definitely saved your life. It's definitely brought a place in Eugene for you to feel comfortable here, mm-hmm. right? You've got people who love your music. Um, now, I think, I think because this is how I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you and Rati are much bigger than Eugene. You know, um, yeah. you. But I think Eugene giving it what it is and and um, uh, supporting your music and supporting who you are. I think is amazing. Um, when we talked about the support that you get here and and um, the ability to move from here, mm-hmm. the, there's a there's a thing about Eugene and black artists. You know what I mean? Uh, that is complicated, yeah. right? Yeah, it's um, it's painful. It's painful. Yeah, it's yeah, painful. Go talk about that a little bit because I what I'm about to say, I want you to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's painful because uh, I mean, granted, I'm very fortunate for all the opportunities that were. That were it's beautiful, yeah, at the, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of love was shown. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of barriers being broken, and because you're a pioneer, like you look at Obama, like you know he did his best, but he didn't do everything exactly how we wanted it. Or, but he was the he was a he was a pioneer. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You don't know what he had to go through. So uh, I feel like just being black artists here and, and really, really popping, um, you're a pioneer in some way, especially some of the places that you're playing and and the crowds that you're bringing in. Uh, you're, you're breaking down barriers and, mm-hmm. and with that comes 
having to fight for yourself, have to advocate for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. I mean, some other people can't help you. Right. But just understanding that. that Well, especially when you're in a space that there's no community here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no community. I mean, even when you talk about like people who are up higher up, like you said, Barack Obama, like, the the community that he had at that level, like the the black folks who understand where you're going, where you're going, where you came from, and where you're going, and who are going to support that, mm-hmm. uh, without the like, what, yo man, what you doing type of attitude. Mm-hmm. It's you are advocating for yourself, especially in a space like Eugene. I mean, there's just not who who else is going to be doing it that actually knows where you're trying to go. Yeah, and it's all about your vision too. Like, yes, what, what do you where do you see yourself? So I, I see myself. I see myself as a famous songwriter. It's like, okay, what do I have to do to get there? Of course, I love performing. I didn't know I was gonna love performing, but mm-hmm. I was like, this is part of it, of part of uh, showing the versatility, and 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 on top of that, getting seen to be in a, a position to get in the spot to where I can reach some some major artists with my songwriting. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's that's so you got to know your vision. So once you know your vision, okay, what are the steps to kind of get there? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I know this is part of the process. This is part of the process. You hear from, uh, you know, and you look at other artists that went through the same thing too. And they say the same thing about, you know, when they first started off, like, you know, pay was horrible. Like they just kept grinding it out. And that's the whole thing. Like, if you know, you, you, you got a talent, just keep grinding Minding it out. out. Right. And, uh, and finding if something's not working, don't keep beating that. Like just, just beat it till it's almost dead. But then you know, so don't <laughs> kill it though. Like switch, switch gears and just try something new. But like, get uncomfortable everything i've done thus far every single year has been uncomfortable and i even though i didn't want to do it or wasn't comfortable with doing it after doing it, i'm like okay i like that or i didn't like that or uh i could do it better next time right right you know, right yes yeah, so. yeah that's that's beautiful i mean because that's it that i mean that's it we can get into it right there and the show's over you know <laughs> because i mean the truth the truth of it is is that like if you're not uncomfortable then, then you may you're not actually getting what this you're not getting the process you're not getting the progress. None of this feels good. It's like you're going to your breaking point and then you discover a new you discover a new talent and ability and then you push right. And when you're pushing, ain't nothing that you're pushing is going to be comfortable while you're doing that work, right? And, and everybody has it in them, Ev- like, right? Everybody. I thought I didn't. Like, I I didn't think anything of myself. Like nothing, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Any, any anything like. Uh, a special skill mm-hmm. you know and i was like man if i if me of all people can find the skill like and it's just buried in me somewhere everybody has a special skill that they that they have and and um i think especially uh just being black like we're really hard on ourselves like men we're mm-hmm. really hard on ourselves we, we we're very prideful mm-hmm. and we just in me like i'm out to 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 prove anybody wrong, you know what I'm saying mm, right, like it's just it's one of those things like you just and I'm short too, so <laughs> I'm angry, you know. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I'm short, that's why I'm angry. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that, does that equate anger? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, growing up, you get paid off for being short. I mean, it's just one of those things. That's one of these you, you had you're a so, chip on your shoulder. You're funny. For being short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So you got a little edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you saying? You were pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I didn't equate short being angry. I'm just saying. Oh well, you're not you're not a short man. So oh, okay. You All right. Understand. Given. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'm a short woman, and that's true. That's true. That's fine. That's fine. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> um, all that's, right. That's, that's another part of being like just being as vulnerable as I'm being in my music. Uh, as men, we're not really taught, or, or we're kind of 
play down. He's like, you know, just stop, you know, grab your nuts, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's healing. Like, why why can't we heal too? Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's another thing. Like, that's huge trying to just being as vulnerable as you can in your music because it's some people take it the wrong way or they come at you the wrong way. But it's a part of the healing. And, and if you want, if you want, you have to be an example. Like, mm-hmm. if you. If you want other people to, to open up to and, and start their healing process too you have to be the example and a lot of times that's embarrassing because you're you put yourself out there you know? yeah yeah i want um i i want that to be heard like double mm-hmm. that you know black men need to have the permission and or get not permission i space to to have the opportunity to cry have the opportunity to be vulnerable and as black women, I think that we protect it as much as we can. And I mm-hmm. think that black men need to do the same for black women. Mm-hmm. But it's the the idea that we have to see that our men are out here needing that space, mm-hmm. you know, because um, just like most other um, scenarios and, and things that we can get into, we are black folks are we're the we're the least thought of, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to being sensitive and vulnerable and needing that space. So um, to help create it. You know, and to to allow it and to protect it, mm-hmm. um, I think is is really really super important. That's why I mean that's part, many of the reasons. Uh, just another reason of why out here being um, in Eugene to look for each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because we're out here and we're you know it's kind of like you know check on each other. You doing okay out here? Like you know I don't need to know you to ask you that because mm-hmm. I think that we together. When we ask each other that, we know what we're talking about. Right, like, right. you doing okay out yeah. here in Eugene being yeah. a black man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're not doing okay, just say so and be yeah. like, actually, I'm going to need a minute. Let's have a seat. You know what I yeah. mean? And I, I don't want to jump the gun on this, and I hope he ain't mad at me. But uh, I think last week, Monday it was. I think it's going on this Monday, too. Oh, someone said scoot over so they can see your face. They can oh. say, there's your market. There you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, Is your thing still going? Oh, it yeah, did. So, uh, yeah, so uh, JR, he actually, uh, JR actually set up a uh, 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 kind of a meditation. It wasn't men's group, but like, you know, just a few of us came in, a, a pilot, because he's trying to start something up. Yeah. And it's a long time since I've been to like a men kind of just meditation group. Mm. And it was, and, you know, we get in there, uh, T's going, uh, he's walking us through all these steps, and then we go through a meditation, and at the end, we kind of, like, talk a little bit, and it was, it was us opening up, and I was like, man, this is something I haven't done in a long time, to where, like, it's a group of men just kind of just opening up. Right. And it was it was refreshing. Like, I felt I felt in a space, because all that, being in that, that, going through the yoga, going through the meditation, and then ending up. At the end, you mm-hmm. felt comfortable, right? Opening up, right? And I think that's really that's really needed. What he's doing is really great. Uh, so look out for him. He's gonna he's 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 still getting the startup. So, but check out check him out. And that's a men's group, regardless. Not black men, just men, just uh, men. Oh, he's he's still trying to figure that out. Okay, uh, just just as far as to see who he can if he can get get the numbers, in, yeah. yeah, and get people mm-hmm. in. That makes sense. That's beautiful. Uh, I I would love to have something like that for women, for black women. Just mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable going to um, uh, anything here, connecting spiritually with white women because mm-hmm. we don't connect. Mm-hmm. And they want to, and I and I see that we're going through the motions, and it should work. Right. Like we should be able to do this. And I and I I'm not feeling them. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not feeling it. And there's a disconnect. And um, I 
it's missing. Right. You know, yeah. So that's beautiful. Shout out to Jr. Way yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we gotta like support that, right? right, right. So um, as soon as he's ready to have it to support it, let me know. We'll we'll put it out there oh, so definitely. people will know. Yeah, we'll blast, yeah. blast the internet. We'll blast them. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that is our uh, time, pretty much. Um, I thank you so much for sharing all of that with me because I think a lot of people look at folks on the stage and they f- figure like he was born to do that. Like he would, and the journey to get us where we are. Like, I mean, even this show is like, I, I remember my report cards when I was like in first grade, she's lovely to have in class talks a lot, you know, (laughs) talks a lot, but I never thought of it as my strength. And now like it's, it's a strength. I'm talking hashtag Oprah. Here I come. Like, you know, I'm like trying to figure out where, and it's all where I'm going. It's all coming out of pain. Yeah. It's all on the other side Struggle, of transformation. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a transformation process. Like, I did not realize that I could do what I do. And like you said, neither one of us know what we're doing. It's coming from our heart. It's like my song, which I probably want to record again, but the Buttercup, Butterfly Meat. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically talking about the transformation from like a flower, a butterfly, cocoon, the caterpillar busts out a cocoon, butterfly, flower meets the, the butterfly, and they do the things and... And pollinate the world, right? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but yeah, basically, it's it's kind of cocoon yourself and then then break out and, and, and the then beautiful you're butterfly new. you are. Yeah, and then you're new, mm-hmm. right? Then you've got something else to be doing. You know, you got wings now, yeah. right? <laughs> so it's uh, uh, so I want to thank you so much for coming and letting people know the process that you had to go through to get here. We're all still in a working process and working progress, and to look for you because I feel like. This is early in your stage. Right. Like, I feel like your wings, you're still flapping them wings to get it going. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're still baby wings. They're like, still, <laughs> right? They're still baby wings. Someone's talking to us. Uh, they want to uh, see your pretty face. Uh, <laughs> that's very flattering. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sorry. We were like. <laughs> in the zone. This auto zone. Yeah, right? No, shout out to them. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> You're like, never mind. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not I'm sure. I don't, I'm not sure. So um, anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to close this down for the show for um, here on KEPWLP 97.3 Eugene. Can I get a couple of shouts for you? Absolutely. Um, let me finish this up. Peace Work mm-hmm. Independent Community Radio, also streaming online. Um, go for it with your shout outs. Oh, yeah. So definitely shout out my, my homie, New Intel. Of course, JRIT, uh, Studio 5 for 1, Shay, uh, Michael Michael K, Julian Outlaw, Chosen, seeing him last night. He was doing his thing. Sky, he's doing a pilot. Uh, um, Sky Fox, he's doing a pilot. Podcast himself coming out here. I was just on his thing last week. Uh, ben, shooting the video. Appreciate you. Uh, Ife, music video coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, not next week, sorry. February 14th. Shout out to uh, Video Dope Dealer, uh, Head of State. Look out for that. Oh, I got yeah. another track dropping featuring uh, Anthrop. He was on my War Against Instrumentals track. He's coming out uh, with a track with me and him the end of uh, this month, too. And uh, got a show April 8th ah. at the university. Music at the museum. Uh, it's looking good already. The numbers, like, people already, it's only two months away. People are already still so yeah, interested. Man. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, this is really happening. So. Uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for the support. Thank y'all so much for the love. Thank y'all so much for, for everything. Like every little share, like everything helps. Word of mouth, like everything it's helps. Huge. So, yeah. It's huge. It's T- huge. Tell them where they can find you on fi- Facebook and the, to reiterate. Oh, yeah. Facebook, I'm on M5Vibe. So that's letter M, letter 5, 
vibe v-i-b-e that's on facebook that's also on instagram that's on youtube that's on uh the snap probably the, the snapchats the sna- <laughs> I don't use Snapchat like that, but if you want to snap me, you can go ahead and snap me. But uh, uh, yeah, M5 anything, you can find me. Uh, Website, M5, that's five spelled out this time, F-I-V-E, vibe, V-I-B-E, dot com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I try to keep things updated. Mostly keep my Instagram updated, but everything follows behind that. Right. Right on. All right. And um, do you have a Patreon or can people like, do you have any kind of financial backing to, to back you up like that? Or is it just coming to your show and, and coming to your show? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I was talking to Michael K about merch. We're trying to, trying to get that on the way for the uh, head of state drop. Also, I got to do, I got a Patreon, but I need help with that. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Patreon too. And it, it is real. It's kind of funny. And I'm not that I do have a few patrons, but it is nice. And I, Oh, like seriously, because I'm still trying to get like equipment, right? Um, but it is—it's like when you're new in this business and you're working it out, like I've, like organically and authentically. Mm-hmm. It's not—it's not just—it's not easy. So, all right, well, we'll keep that in mind. Go to the shows; that helps, yeah. right? Um, and then when the merchandise drops, I want a hoodie. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got yeah, it. Yeah. And um, all right. Well, I think that's it. Um, if anybody else, you guys follow him on Instagram. I will have this up on my podcast in a few days. And um, thank you so much again for being here. Yeah. um, All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's been great. Great. You are so welcome.